You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you? Doing awesome, Wendy. You're looking great, as always. I am excited about today. Um, you know, and I do always appreciate the, com- the uh, compliment, so thank you for that. <laughs> But um, today we're talking about something that's a little bit interesting and um, even talking with our producer, when we talk about random fit and talking about all things fitness, this actually falls directly into that category because we are going to be talking about esports and fitness. So Ken, let me tell you, um, when you kind of mentioned this, like, let's talk about gaming and let's talk about this. I learned so much doing research. Yeah, well... (laughs) Well, here's the thing, Wendy. Do you have friends that? Um, I do have friends. At, do you have friends? I do. do. You have friends that are up late at night playing video games. Yes, I yeah. do. Well, you know what? I I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I don't anymore. But you know, back in college, it was like, hey, do you want to go out? And they're like, oh no, I'm trying to to beat this, and I need to capture that. And they would stay on videos, like video games, for hours. Where I'm like, it, like to the point now where it just, I don't want to have anything to do with them. I'm just over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what we did in college. You know, we'd have our, our Nintendo 64, right? Our gaming system, we'd have it sitting there, but it would be, you know, two guys at a time, right? We'd go, two guys, whoever loses, the next guy comes around, and then they, you know, it's basically playing King of the Hill. Was, I remember we used to do that, but now that, you know, I've got friends that are older, and you know they they still haven't given up playing video games so they'll they have families they have jobs so they they go to work you know once the kids are in bed then they log on at whatever time of night and they play for two three four hours sometimes into the morning i'm like why aren't you sleeping right why aren't you sleeping here they are they're grown men playing video games you know but here they've got the head you know i go to you know i go to one of my buddy's houses and then He's got he's got the three monitors, right? Oh wow! He's got the gaming chair, right? He's got the headphone speakers. I mean, gaming chair. Basically, it's just a glorified desk chair, right? Um, but he's got his, you know, the the very very nice, you know, mouse, right? He's got the roller with the whatever three four buttons you have on there, and he's playing, you know, one of the more popular, you know, he's got two or three options as far as what games he plays, but they're doing that into the morning. I know. Why aren't you sleeping? And then, you know, then they wonder, it's like, why aren't I, why aren't I getting better results in the gym? It's like, cause you're not sleeping. Right? <laughs> well, but- you know, when we were, you know, when thinking about it, when I first got my, my first gaming system, that was back when Nintendo first came out. So I'm definitely oh, yeah. aging myself and I wanted to save the princess. Like I wanted to, you know, it was all about super Mario brothers. Um, I actually just went and saw the movie and was like, Oh my gosh, these, the soundtrack is awesome. But then, looking around with some of the other people that were in there, they had never heard the songs. And I'm like, okay, this is says something about myself, but um, you know, but now I'm also looking at my, my, my kid who's seven. I know I talk about him all the time, but he's getting more and more into that because you know, his friends are, and he always talks about games to the point where I'm like, Hey, if you say this word, which is the name of a particular game that he's obsessed with, I'm taking $5 away from you. (laughs) You're not getting allowance for a while, you know, and um, right. just because it it's such a 
so so much of it is going through his head and that's what he's associating things with and i just i don't want that to be top of mind because it really does also change his attitude when he's on the screen for long periods of time mm -hmm. the way he starts talking it's it's really odd if on the days that he plays video games versus a day like we don't allow him to pick it up and uh -huh. he goes outside and plays well it's funny you mentioned that like his, his his brain's working a little bit differently but these games they do have a different language like when mm -hmm. like two of my friends they play in the same group i guess they have you know eight or ten of them that log in at the same time right and they have their own language right they you know they're they're, they're they play some kind of uh well i know the game but they you know it's it's a it's a warfare game and they're you know you go here you go there they're, they're using all these military terms but and they'll, they'll that'll carry over into our regular conversation I'm like hey guys we're not we're not in front of the screen right now right we're, this is normal face-to-face -face interaction but mm -hmm. for those for those guys that are out there gaming for money right this is their job there there's no wake up go to work put the kids to bed and then log on when they wake up they are gaming because wendy i don't know if you realize this before we we you know, put the put the information together, but gaming has become a multi-billion-dollar industry. Yes, with, with purses up to twenty-five million dollars, right? And I, I didn't I didn't realize it really until I started watching. You know, going going on the internet and going on and watching these videos of these audiences watching people play games, right? And then you know the the camera will pan over to an audience watching these games being played. And these gamers, they're just sitting there. They got the cameras on the gamers, and they're, you know, they're, they they they've piped into what they're saying to each other, and you know, they're just tuned into the video screen and playing their game. But man, it is crazy how much money is going into that sport or what we're calling today esport conditioning. Yeah, and I mean, when when we looked at it, and I saw that I was like twenty five million. Like I know, like in twenty twenty, when it first started, one of the biggest purses at the time. I mean, I think it was someone in you know in in Munich, their group won, and they won seventeen million, and they were like, oh yeah, but that purse has now grown and grown. And so when when you're looking and you're seeing how many spectators watch this type of you know sporting event, which again, they're thinking of making it an actual event in the Summer Olympics moving forward. Um, you know, it, it just, to me, it's it's mind blowing that more people, um, depending on, on who's playing and depending on which particular um, tournament it is, there was more people that watched that one particular tournament than they that had watched the Super Bowl that particular year. And I'm like, wow, I mean, I my son loves to get on YouTube and watch people play a game so he can see what they're doing so he can try to do it himself, you know, like try to, to say, oh, this guy did this and this is how I'm learning to advance myself in the game. Um, I don't know if that's why spectators go. I don't know if it's just like mom and dad and they bring their whole family watching their their <laughs> child, grandson, you know, brother, sister, whatever, play these games. But I was like, man, that's a that's a pretty big audience right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, when it comes to that kind of money being put on the table, there's going to be big, big companies that are going to want to put their name, you know, just slap it on their shoulder, put it on the screen. So sponsorship money, uh, endorsements, all of that, just like any other sport, these guys are getting paid and they're getting paid a lot of money, too. I mean, again, when you have a 
$25 million purse, a $17 million purse. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to want to hitch their trailer to that, uh, uh, you know, to that, to that player, right? So a lot of money. So with that being said, if, if I'm sponsoring a player, I want to make sure that they're able to fully perform when it's time for them to do their job. So uh, in this episode of Random Fit with both Wendy Batts and I, Ken Miller, we are talking about conditioning for esports or esport conditioning, training to actually be behind the computer or computer screen and be able to play video games all day long. I mean, literally. You're talking eight, 10 hours for some of these guys. And, and it's just crazy. But just like anything else you're going to do for a long period of time, you have to train for it or your body's is going to start to break down and you're not going to be doing that job for, for long, right, is what the bottom line is. So even though they're not on the pitch, they're not on the court, they're not on the field, they can still be considered an athlete from the standpoint that they're doing something for pay for entertainment that is yeah but these athletes like i don't know wendy like i i call my clients you know they're, they're, i call them corporate athletes especially the ones that have to sit behind the desk all day right they're in the corporate environment but, but they're doing something all day long which can lead to overuse injuries just like someone who runs a lot uh, swims a lot or does or you know bats and throws a lot in one way there there are overuse situations that can happen with somebody who sits down a lot that's why i call my my desk jockeys corp, corporate athletes you know you throw the word athlete in there it makes them feel better <laughs> well yeah and and you know this kind of brings us to the whole purpose of this podcast one thing that i found fascinating besides the amount of money and what these these individuals do these huge corporations that are sponsoring these these um individuals who are playing that are the gamers if you will they actually have a team they set them up into different houses. They pay them a salary to practice their game. But there's also a fitness component that is mandated for these teams to help, you know, trying to keep them in shape. And I was like, well, okay, so the more that I kind of read deeper and deeper, their big thing is they want to focus on reducing injury, improving cognitive function, concentration levels, and then, of course, being able to control their um you know, their ability to cope with stress when they get into a stressful event, if they're getting ready to lose, or there's, there's a challenge that they have to overcome. Um, and someone's hot on their tail. And I was like, okay, so once I started reading all this, I'm like, well, what exactly are they doing? And, you know, when you're diving deeper, guys, they literally have them doing resistance training, cardiovascular training. So they're doing some sort of cardio and stretching every single day, or at least two to three times a week, of one of those three, but all three have to be done multiple times a week to help these individuals that are getting ready to play a video game. And, and I'm not downgrading the, the, this because obviously I wish I could be at that level if I'm making that kind of money. But I just found it fascinating, you know, that they spend 45 minutes doing resistance training, you know, three to five days a week and it's mandated. Right. And, and they have to, again, if you've got, if someone's paying for your house, someone's paying for the electricity and the internet, and you're again, just like any other tournament or competition, there is an entry fee. So if someone's subsidizing that, you're going to want to make sure that your athlete, your player is going to be able to. You're going to you're going to have a product to put out there, right? And that's why there's a lot of emphasis on that. And again, they have contracts just like anybody else, right? So they get they get their they get paid, but they also have to do on their end 
what they need to do to be able to perform well. So like you said, Wendy, it's, you know, they, they've got to overcome, you know, the overuse situations that come with sitting down a lot and, and just the, the mental focus, you wouldn't really think about it, but the mental focus and the stress, it's not a physical stress per se, like if I have to sprint or run a marathon, but just the, the, the mental stress of, again, like you said, when I've got, you know, I've got multiple screens in front of me and then I've got to be able to see where my, where my teammates are on the screen or where my enemy is coming from, or my opponent's coming from. So there's a lot with that, but again, there, there are ways of combating that or being able to be able to perform at those levels when, when you do have stress, right? Mm -hmm. And, and again, we're going to, we'll be talking about some of the physical stresses that come with sitting down a lot. So when you talk about the stretching that they have to do, I mean, the conditioning, I was surprised when I was reading, like the level of conditioning, because there's just so much to counter, right? There's so much to go against that you're trying to correct from sitting down a lot. You, you, you have to compensate for it somewhere with your, the physical activity. But when you, again, bringing up cognitive and focus, those are all things that can be addressed with just exercise, right? But there are other components out there that help people with cognition during physical stress, as well as focus during physical stress. So there, there's a lot of tools out there to where even, even with this, this one group where they, they're sponsored or supported by, uh, by Rogue, but Rogue, what they did in order to keep their athletes in shape is they've partnered with Hyperice and with Hyperice, they've used their recovery products to help alleviate some of the physical stress. So you have guys using the boots, you guys have, you know, because you're sitting down a lot, you have guys using the, um, the percussion and the vibration, right, to help alleviate the stress from that seated posture. So you have companies working with other companies, right? So you have a supporting group, the endorsing group, contracting with a recovery company like Hyperice in order to help them right to help them stay in front of the screen longer uh you know in my wildest dreams when i would never thought that you know it's like here let me help you sit down longer right everybody i'm working with is trying to get up and trying to get out and trying not to sit behind the camera but this you know these these sponsors uh, of these of these company of these of these players they they want to do what they can to get you in front of the screen that's that's the big 180 there for, for me when it, when it came to reading this yeah, well, and you know, I yeah, we're talking about sponsorship. You know, I know, like you said, Hyperice is really big on the recovery side. But then, you know, I, I was reading through that a majority of these guys, um, and and I know Ken, you and I both have one because we talk a lot about our data. Um, you know, lo looking at some sort of external way, you know, such as the O ring, which is I know what they were using because they they like that device better. Um, but you know, it's going to help measure like their HRV, how well they're sleeping at night. Um, you know, where is their, you know, how many steps are they getting because they do want them to get, you know, be able to move. So there are other ways too to check kind of how someone's doing on a daily basis yeah. by, by looking at that data. And they also have nutritionists there to make sure that they're eating healthy because I mean, I know when I sit in front of the television, I'm not thinking I want some healthy meal. I'm thinking what's the quickest thing that I can grab and stay focused on what I'm doing. So, you know, when we're thinking about being all inclusive of us, particularly being on a fitness journey, it's the same with these individuals. How do we keep them healthy? What are they doing? So they are measuring all their their um, their data when they're sleeping and then throughout the day. 
And, you know, when they're doing their exercise programs, they're stretching anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes a day. And, you know, Ken, you and I have talked multiple times that when you're in a seated position, your hip flexors are also, which is the front of your hips are also in a shortened position for multiple, multiple hours on end while you're practicing. Well, what that does then is it can decrease activation of your glutes and cause, you know, your lower back to start having some issues depending on how you're, and I doubt they're sitting with perfect posture, but, you know, people end up getting kind of a rounded back. And so then the compression that you're putting on your, you know, your vertebrae. And so really trying to get up and stretch and then thinking about, okay, this is the position they're in all day on the res resistance side. What muscles do we need to focus on to counter that? So therefore they don't end up having these particular issues within the lower back just because of how they're sitting. Um, and then of course the cardio side, you know, but the one thing that I thought was interesting is most of these individuals, when they start, you know, when they make it big and they start to go through, they have a really hard time with the resistance part. They don't necessarily have a hard time with stretching, but a lot of them, they're very introverted. Um, not everyone, but again, you're looking at the majority of people that are um, playing esports. They, they're, they're really just in tune with their computer. So they're not really extroverted. They don't go out. They don't have a lot of you know, um, socializing because they're so focused on their, on their craft. Um, but you know, what, what they're saying is once they started implementing good nutrition, following up with the data points, adding resistance training in, doing some cardio, getting them outdoors, it's helping those introverts become more extroverts, also helping their confidence, their self-esteem and their stamina to be able to play longer. And so there are a ton of benefits, just like if you and I go and do resistance training, that's very beneficial for us. It's just as important for them or our corporate athletes, as you say, that are sitting for hours on end. There's no difference in that. Yeah. And and just like anybody who sits down behind the computer a lot, I mean, Wendy, you and I, we, we, we both have a tendency to migrate towards or our clientele tends to migrate towards us when they have something going on that's uncomfortable so when we talk you, you know you're talking about the hips and the effects of long-term or long-term sitting you know and what that does for the hips and the stress in the low back but the the injuries are they're just they're no different if anything they're magnified when it comes to what you're doing with the mouse the screen and being in that seated posture so we're talking about um, things that we've heard people experiencing you know you um, you know you've had your sh share of clients i know but, you know, when we talk about carpal tunnel, uh, cubital tunnel syndrome, uh, sciatica, right, hip issues uh, relating to the nerve that runs down the leg, mouse elbow. And this is a term that I hadn't heard of, really, uh, Wendy, and I know you have. But when it comes to mouse elbow, right, I, I never heard of that. Um, and gamer stump, I've heard of that. And then medial epicondylitis, right? So when we talk about you know, immediate epicondylitis, when you talk about golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, right, this is going to be right on the inside of, of the elbow. So injuries wise, they're, you know, they're even more susceptible because like you said, Wendy, they, you know, by the time they make it to the, to the big time, right, when they're actually getting paid, you know, they've, they haven't been doing anything. They've just been sitting down a lot and, and playing video games and getting good at it. But when, now they're they're trying to exercise now they have a purpose for it because one right they need to stay away from pain or you're not going to be able to perform well or you're just not going to be able to play right mm -hmm. but also the 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 vantage point of okay if i'm gonna be doing this for a long long time if i foresee myself doing this for my near future right i i can't get hurt 
right? It's just like any other athlete, right? You, you can't you can't play for five years if you can't make it past your rookie year because you're weak, you're immobile, right? And you are just chock full of, of muscle imbalances. So those injuries that we, we were talking about that we looked up that are prominent uh, or more likely to happen, these are the things that any other person that sits down a lot can experience, but they do it. They're going to experience it more so because they're doing this all the time for hours on end. Well, and, and, you know, what's interesting of, of the list that you said, when you're really looking at what all of those mean, like, you know, so for example, when you're talking, you know, people talk about carpal tunnel syndrome, you know, that's the pain and the numbness in the areas like around the thumb, you know, in the middle finger. And, and you know, that's due to just the um, constriction of, of how the middle arm nerve is is positioned. And then when you're talking about the, you know, cubital tunnel syndrome, that's the area in the little and ring finger due to the compression of the nerve as well. You know, you talked about sciatica. We that's very like it's more common, obviously, when the piriformis sometimes gets overactive, it's going to cause compression sometimes to that sciatic nerve. And then we end up having these like numbness feelings and everything in the legs um, most of the time from either crossing the legs, the way that you're sitting or some imbalance. But, you know, when you're when you talked about the, you know, mouse elbow, I had not heard that terminology. It's more of like, you know, mouse shoulder, mouse elbow. That's just basically, you know, irritation of the tendon and the shoulder from the, the different movements. And then, like you said, the medial epicondylitis, when you're talking about that, you know, the elbow and forearm, guys, that's usually very one-sided dominant too, depending on if there's one, you know, depending on whatever controller they're using. Are they using that mouse and it's just on one side? Is it a controller that, you know, that we might see where you're using both? But the sad part about all of that, it, it is something that's not as common in, in most individuals because of it just being basically very um, isolated to the, the hands, the wrist, the, the elbow and shoulder. But what I also thought was interesting is when you're looking at those stats and you're seeing like, especially thumb, you know, anything with the thumbs, we're seeing that more and more now become a very common injury that more people are complaining about because there is more time in front of the computer or on games with our kids. And so this is something too that we're seeing now in our younger athletes, if you will, even if they don't play a sport, um, because of texting, um, you know, being on the computer as well as playing games. Yeah, and again, all of these issues that we brought about again, it's it's magnified a lot more in these guys because you know they're doing it with with for hours, and they've been doing it for a long time. I think is one of the recurring themes here. By the time they get to this level. They've been doing it for a long time. Well, I guess it's no different than if you played professional or, you know, minor league baseball to where, you know, you start off in little league, you go through junior, junior high, high school, maybe some travel ball in college. So you've had some years under your belt. So same thing with these guys. And again, if you haven't been working out, if you if you don't have a strategy to preemptively take care of these issues like. You know, I don't know what junior high kid is playing video games, but stretching out beforehand, right? That's, but mm -hmm. it, it is to that point to where, again, when we look at with with kids that, you know, in, in the last couple of years before coming back into school, they were sitting behind a computer all day. And as you and I have both talked about in the past, you know, having low back and neck issues already in elementary and junior high and high school, which those are things that we typically see in you know, 
someone who's been in the workforce into their 30s, 40s, and 50s. So, and that is again specific to these guys too. And where again you're talking, let's let's do what we can physically to create a situation where your body is prepared to sit down. So one of the one of the things that reading up on what they do to stay in shape because they they have strength coaches now, right? They have mm-hmm. they have consultants that tell them what to do. So they're telling them to hey, before you sit down for a tournament or before a gaming session, practice session, whatever it is, you know, do some stretches. So that sciatica that you were talking about, Wendy, let's do some hip stretches. Let's let's take care of that before you sit down. And of course, they're going to do things afterwards. But just the the comprehensive programs that I've seen some of these athletes doing, it's just like any other athlete. And a lot of times, too, it, they've worked themselves up to the same level of intensity that some some amateur athletes have to do as far as the frequency. If anything, they have to do it more frequently because of how much time that they're spending behind the computer. Athlete will maybe practice and play two, three hours. But these guys, I mean, it's an endurance sport, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, when we when looking at, you know, some of my notes and everything, one of the I was like, well, how do they know if they're doing that? I mean, yes, you know, if you're if they are wearing some tracking device like the aura ring or something that does show activity for certain periods of time, you can track it that way. But one thing that I thought was also fascinating with different groups and different teams, the way that they ensure that this is happening, they actually gamify their exercise workouts and they have to hit different achievements in order to progress on. So, you know, again, they're very competitive and that's that's the terminology and that's the things they understand. So they actually gamify their exercise programs. And so I was like, huh, who knew, you know, like they have to achieve, you know, 50 push-ups or whatever at one point, or they have to be able to do, you know, 30 burpees in a row in order to unlock the next level of whatever it is that they're going to be doing. So, you know, whether that's not part of the resistance programming per se, like not going through and actually doing the workout. These are things where they want them to get up and move, just like we want all of our clients to get up and move throughout the day. When they hit a certain level, they have to be able to go through and do these things before it unlocks their next level of achievement. So I thought that that was actually very creative because, you know, again, a lot of these um, gamers do did not like to work out. They That's not what they enjoyed. And so, you know, what can they do to kind of you know, do what they need to do, which is something that they don't really love doing. And I thought that that was kind of fascinating. But, but all in all, Ken, like I said, I was really excited when I started diving deep into this because I'm like, you know what? They're no different than any of our other athletes. It's just their their requirements are, you know, something that is a little um, non traditional. You know, however, there is big money on the line. They need to be able to, you know, there's a big quote out there: "Healthy mind, healthy body." And so, you know, I think if you start thinking about that, that that that's true in all you know facets of life, especially when you're dealing with, you know, some of these um, unbelievable <laughs> esports, uh, you know, competitors. Yeah, and I think I'm going to start dangling that over my kids' heads before they play their video games. Right? You got to do, you got to do. If you if you're going to play this, I need you to do five burpees, right? Five. Come on now. Well. <laughs> That's just to play a video game. There, there's <laughs> we're doing other things. We're doing full full play sessions some other part of the day. But I all right, it. you got to do this, this, and this for every thirty minutes that you that you'll play. Right. So, <laughs> come on. It's like <laughs> I'm not turning on the internet until you do. 
That's, that's right. That's, that's what I tell them. <laughs> you want to play? You're going to do it. I want to see a little sweat on your brow before we turn on the mirror. <laughs> yeah. If I'm, if I'm playing any game with my son, I always have sweat on my brow. Cause he's like, come on, mom. And I'm like, still trying to figure out the controller. Like I haven't picked one up in so yeah. long. I don't know what I'm doing, but is, uh, it, is, it, is it X or, wait, a, you know, he's like, press this or... here and you'll run faster and you can knock okay. this wall down and you can get, you know, this, you know, portal. I'm like, I don't even know what this means, but okay. <laughs> yeah. so. It's so much better when you just had the little, the, the joystick and two buttons, right? I know. Yeah. So. Right, or the right, Wii. At least the Wii made you move. So. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, All right, always a great time and um, esports. You you got to train for it. You got to train for it. That's basically what we're saying. Uh, esports for ten minutes or for eight hours, whatever it is, you have to train for it. Uh, just like you train for life. So, Wendy, always a good time talking to you. And uh, for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit. Thank you so much for your time and giving us your attention when it came to this topic of esports. Very interesting topic. So in the future, if there's something you want us to talk about, just comment in whatever platform that you're listening to us on or watching us on. Let us know what you want us to talk about. But until then, like, follow, subscribe, and share, download, please. And um, until next time. Uh, on Random Fit. You guys take care and be well.